Is that really in the Bible? Well, we were all born into a ready-made world of religion. I, uh, I don't think any of us ever questioned it. We, we assume the traditions around us come uh, straight from the Bible. Most people are educated by the Bible, by what they've been told by others. My minister said so. It's the greatest authority they have. Uh, they wholeheartedly put their trust in another's opinion about the Bible. Well, in seminary school, a man or woman is taught a theology about the Bible. It's a uh, set of beliefs that the student assumes is right. We never ask the question, what if there is some error in the things I've been taught about God? And the real problem is, these errors are passed on to the congregation as absolute truth. Hello, I'm David Freeman Webb. Is that really in the Bible? I guess I should wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, maybe that also. But you know what? I think there's a lot of you people that, that you do take Christmas, this time of year, very serious. And, and that's a good thing. I think a lot of Christians take it very serious for the fact they are grateful for the fact that Jesus Christ came into the world. They're grateful for the fact that he was born. And, uh, you know, that's a good thing. And, uh, but there's also, what you also got to realize is this, is that there's a lot of people who don't take it very seriously. And I, and I read one time, it was an amazing statistic of the atheists who celebrated Christmas. I mean, it was way up there, people that don't even believe in God who also celebrate Christmas. And that in itself should tell you Something ain't right, you know. I mean, this isn't right. I mean, something's, I don't, why, why would atheists celebrate Christmas? Well, you know, you, what you got to ask is this question. Is it really all about Jesus? What do you think? Is Christmas really all about Jesus? Now, I'm not here to tell you what you feel about Christmas is wrong. Your emotions. I'm not here to tell you that because your feelings are your true feelings. It's what you feel. And if you teach your children about the birth of Jesus and that Jesus was born and that he's a, the savior of the world, I mean, that, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. My parents, when I used to celebrate Christmas a long, long time ago, uh, when I was um, around 12 years old, my parents used to sit around the Christmas tree and read the Bible. I mean, you know, we didn't just tear into our gifts like a bunch of wild hogs, you know. We, we sat down and read the scriptures from the Bible. So they, they really tried, my parents really tried to put Christ in Christmas. And I can remember listening as a young boy, I can remember listening to Eddie Arnold music at Christmas time and sort of thinking to myself, you know, I feel sort of spiritual. I feel close to God. I feel good. It's a beautiful snow on the ground. And look at those lights on that Christmas tree. And, and just thinking, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm sort of a, I'm a good person, you know, and thinking all those, those thoughts uh, at a very young age. <laughs> and, but what I'm here to tell you is the true origins of this day. And once I'm through, you can decide for yourself whether it honors or dishonors God, and you can make your own decision. Now, 
You know, a lot of times I'll hear the statement, we need to put Christ back into Christmas. I hear that constantly, you know, and people get upset. And one year, a couple of years ago, I got an email and it's about Lowe's flyers that they offer at Christmas time. And instead of calling them uh, um, Christmas trees, they were calling, uh, calling them holiday trees. And people were all upset at this. You know, that's not a holiday tree. That's a Christmas tree. And, and we need to put Christ back into Christmas. Well, listen, should you be upset over these issues? Well, I really don't think you should be. And I'll explain more because when you truly understand the origins of Christmas, you'll see why I say you really shouldn't get upset over those issues. Now, what you gotta realize though, also is how non-religious people can view Christmas. And a lot of non-religious people, because they're out of the box, they're not in the box of churchianity. You see, if you're religious, you're in the box of churchianity. And you view things from a certain perspective. But non-religious people often will look and say, man, you know, I don't see how anybody could actually think all of this is about Jesus. I mean, look at the traffic jams. Look at the money that's spent. Look at the advertisement, for pity's sake. Yeah, it's all about Jesus. And Jesus is up there. You know, I, bet, I just bet he's up there in heaven saying, all this for me. You know? And so non-religious people have a way, because they're out of the box of churchianity, to see things differently than you see them if you're a religious person. Now, I know all about uh, being in the box because I used to be in the box of a religious organization. And it wasn't until I got out of that box could I see things clearly. In the box, you know, it was just a, a certain way you thought, a certain way there was a mindset, a group mindset. And with churchianity, we're talking about a group mindset. Everybody thinks the same, you know. And it's not until you get out of that box you can start to see things totally different. That, well, you know, you know really, this is not all about Jesus. Is it? <laughs> now, suppose, now let's consider this. Suppose in the Bible, there actually were holidays that God wanted us to keep. Suppose in your Bible, there were holidays not only that God wanted you to keep, but that he commanded you to keep. Listed in the Bible. Suppose that was true. In other words, instead of just coming up with our own method for worshiping God, and that really is what Christmas, it's, it's, it's man's method. You know, God, this is what we'll do. We'll, we'll celebrate your birthday and we'll, we'll uh, put a tree in our home, we'll swap gifts and we'll, we'll honor your birthday. It's re it really is man's method for worshiping God. I mean, again, I used to celebrate Christmas and uh, I, you know, I have a, a home of a big old cathedral ceiling, 17 feet tall. And I, I had this obsession with getting this big tree. And I got this big, huge fir tree. And uh, I, uh, I nearly had to cut the door out bigger. You know, forget about cutting the tree down the size. I was going to cut the door out bigger just to get that thing through the door. Because I wanted it touching the cathedral ceiling. And it, it was a beautiful tree once I got it in there. But, you know, is it up for us to decide how we will worship God? Or does God have the authority to tell you how he wants to be worshipped? And does God have certain holidays found in your Bible? The answer is absolutely yes. And I want to offer you, I'm going to offer you a couple things here. One is seven holy days. These are seven holidays that God expects you to keep that actually, actually the seven holiday, holy days are all about Jesus Christ. 
Some people say they're Jewish. No, actually, they're all about Christ. And well, Christ was a Jew. You know that, don't you? But uh, don't let that one slip by you. But seven holy days that point to Jesus Christ. Amazing read. Um, but anyway, now, did you know there was a time in uh, history when Christmas was banned? The celebration was actually outlawed in Boston, Massachusetts from, uh, let's see, 1659 to 1681. It was banned. wasn't allowed. Uh, Protestant reformists viewed it as pagan, a pagan ritual, and believed it dishonored God and made a mockery of their religion. Yeah, yeah, sure enough. The pilgrims would have nothing to do with this pagan celebration when it was first introduced. And what's, what, what really will blow your mind is this. If we could go back 500 years, something like that, uh, no such celebration existed. Now get that, I mean, I mean think about that. If, if we could just go back in a time machine about 500 years ago, this celebration did not exist. Christmas. All right, let's ask a question. How would you if you're, if you're a Christian, how would you celebrate Jesus' birthday before there was ever a Christmas holiday? Would you celebrate it the same way it's being celebrated right now? You know, chances are, if you're sincere, now let me put quotes around that, if you are, if you are a sincere Christian, you would probably say, you know, yeah, I, I would do it quite differently. I think it's become too materialistic. It's, it's just, and I see what you're saying. It's really not all about Jesus. I mean, you know, and uh, you would do it differently. So how would you celebrate Jesus' birthday before there was ever a Christmas? Because like I said, if we could go back 500 years ago, there wasn't any Christmas celebration. Okay, where did Christmas actually originate from? Well. Can we find it in the Bible? And well, yes, no, but actually we can find the warning about how this holiday came about in the Bible. Now, Deuteronomy 12 and verse 30, God is speaking to the Israelites and he says, now look, when you come into the land that I'm going to give you, take heed to thyself that you be not snared by following them. Now, who's he talking about? Well, he's talking about the pagan nations around them. In other words, Israel would go in there and conquer nations. And he says, now, when you, you come into this land, don't be snared by following them. Let's continue on. Uh, after that, they be destroyed from before thee. And that you inquire not after their gods, saying, well, how did these nations serve their gods? Even so will I do likewise. In other words, you, you, you conquer a nation and God's warning is this, don't come into that nation and say, hmm, how do, you, how do you worship your God? You know, we're asking the pagans this. Oh, that's a neat idea, that's cool, I like that. We'll incorporate that into our worship of our God. God says, don't do it, don't, don't, don't go there, don't do that. Deuteronomy 12 and verse 32. What things soever I command you observe to do, <clears throat> that you shall not add thereto nor diminish from it. In other words, don't come up with your own concoction on how to worship God. Don't come up with your own ideas of what you think is pleasing to God. That's what the warning is. Again, you come in there and God warns Israel. He says, look, 
Don't you do it. Don't go in there and say, well, how do these other nations worship their God? We're going to do it the same way that they did it. Now, Christmas comes from a winter festival called the Saturnalia, held around December uh, 17th. And uh, it's an ancient Roman festival. It was a, basically a wild celebration, or orgy, uh, in celebration of the god Saturn and the winter solstice around mid-December, shortest day of the year. Now, it revolved around the pagan god Saturn. And, and again, God says, now, when you conquer these pagan nations, don't inquire how did these other nations serve their God. Even so, we, we will do likewise. Now, actually, the celebration of Christmas comes from, how it actually came into power, let's say, is through the uh, Catholic Church. They looked at this pagan celebration which had nothing to do with, with Jesus or anything like that. It, it was not a religious celebration, okay? It was a Saturnalia, and it was a, a December, you know, it was just a, a wild orgy of a celebration. But the, but the point is, it was very popular with the people, okay? People liked it. Of course they liked it. And uh, <laughs> wouldn't you like a celebration? You know, sort of like Mardi Gras, whatever they call it, you know? But anyway, the Catholic Church looked at this celebration and said, you know, it's so popular with the people. If we could give it a religious twist and call it Christ Mass or Christmas and say that Jesus was born on this day, uh, December 25th, we could get a lot of converts into the church. Now, the motive, you know, you have to judge for that one yourself. Uh, again, God says, look, when you come in there, don't do, don't do this. Don't adopt these pagan practices and worship me that way. God the warnings are already out there. But anyway, they decided this is what we'll do. We can get more converts, converts if we just Christianize this pagan to the core holiday and put a religious twist on it. Say it's Jesus' birthday. And you do know that Jesus was not born in, on December 25th. He was born in the fall of the year, probably the first day of the Feast of Tabernacles um, was when he's actually born. But anyway. So that, that's what they did. They, they took this, Christianized it, called it Christmas, Christmas, and said it was Jesus' birthday. Now, when did Washington, George Washington, cross the Delaware? Now, this picture behind me, you're familiar with that picture. All right, it was December 25th, 1776. When he went over, that, the Hessings, German soldiers fighting for Britain, were known for their drinking, and especially on major holidays like Christmas. And he knew if he went over there at this time, December 25th, that he could win the battle because they would be so hungover from this wild celebration. A little bit of history there that you need to know about George Washington, Washington crossing the Delaware. All right. Now, is there anything in the Bible about Christmas? Is there anything that resembles Christmas in the Bible? Yes, but it's not good. Okay, Jeremiah 10, verse 2. It says, Thus says the Lord, Learn not the way of the heathen, and don't just be dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathens are dismayed at them. Now again, the Word of God says, Don't be mesmerized by the pagans and the signs that they have and the way they do things and the way they worship their gods, their pagan gods. 
And again, we come back to this verse in Deuteronomy 12 and verse 30. This says, don't you ask, how did these nations serve their gods? Even so, I will do likewise. Well, let's continue on in Jeremiah 10 and verse 3. For the custom of the people are vain, for one cuts a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. They, verse 4, they deck it with silver and with gold, they fasten it with nail and with hammer, that it move not. Now this is fascinating. What is this talking about? You know, there's old sayings, the shoe fits, wear it. Sounds like a Christmas tree. Now, actually, it was not a Christmas tree. It was a, probably an upright totem pole that they would deck out with gold and silver. But my point is this. If the shoe fits, wear it. If you find something in the Bible that sounds like a Christmas tree and sounds like a Christmas celebration, it's probably being applied to your society, and you should apply it to your society because the Christmas origin. The origin of Christmas is not a godly thing. It really is not. Now, let's consider this. What really happened when Jesus was born? You know, if you really knew the real Christmas story, you would be shocked out of your gourd. I mean, you would be amazed at what really happened when Jesus was born. And we're going to look at this. The book of Revelation talks about what really happened. What really happened on the night that Jesus was born into this world? Let's take a look at it because it will blow your mind. Revelation 12 and verse 4. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. What, we're what are we talking about? We're talking about the birth of the Messiah, the birth of the Son of the God in the flesh. Okay? God in the flesh. Well, okay, what was going on? Well, the devil, and this is a spiritual battle going on, was ready to destroy that child. Verse 5, and she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. Yes, that's the Christ child. That's the Christ child. Revelation 12 and verse 7, and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought against his angels. Uh, verse 8, and prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. This, this, this is an amazing, an amazing, I, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. I might could say it was like the original Star Wars that's going on. They're, these are spirit beings who are in battle fighting up in heaven or wherever they're at. Uh, a great, now I don't know how spirit beings fight. Because they're spirit. I mean, they're, we're flesh and blood. We fight with guns and tanks and blow people up. But, you know, I don't know how spirit beings fight because they are spirit. They are immortal. You can't really destroy them, but they're in battle. They're fighting. This is a spiritual battle going on up in heaven the night Christ was born. All right, verse 9, uh, Revelation 12 and verse 9. And the great, great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world. Was you aware of that, that Satan deceives the whole world? And, and his greatest work is in religion. Believe me, if you want to find the devil, go to church. I've always said that. I know it sounds strange, but, you know, the devil isn't really concerned about so much. You know, I mean, he's really, his greatest work is in the church. It really is. Satan deceives the whole world. He is referred to as the God of this world. Now, God has allowed it, 
But it's a world of deception. Just look at politics. I mean, just look at, I mean, it's just everything where, every, every which way you look, deception. Let's continue on. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Oh, boy. And this, again, this is a spiritual battle that's going on the night Christ was born. And that diabolical influence upon men down here on earth, you remember Herod called the wise men and said, you know, go, go find this Christ child and bring him back to me. I want to worship him. Yeah, I bet he wanted, he wanted to kill it. I mean, you think about that. I mean, now, for Herod, I guess it was a threat to the throne. Jesus was, was to be a king, and Herod, and uh, whatever the reason was. But I'm talking about this is a diabolical being influenced by these supernatural powers to the point where, where Herod, you know, he didn't want to worship him. He wanted to kill him. Being motivated by that dark force. Uh, this, is, this is a shocking story. And all this is going on the night Jesus, your Savior, was born. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know, but I call it hogwash. You know, you hear that silent night, holy night. All is calm. All is bright. Sleep in heavenly peace. Sleep in heavenly peace. Hogwash. Philip Nancy, a Christian writer, said this. He said, this was no silent night. Forget it. It wasn't. No silent night. Nothing, going, nothing silent about it. Now, listen, can we see why Satan would take this event, the birth of Christ, and turn it into a materialistic, meaningless holiday shot through with rank paganism, Santa Claus, reindeer, mistletoe, a day where Christians and non-Christians, uh, mass murderers on death row celebrate, a day where dysfunctional family members, you got to get together with the dysfunctional family, uh, family members, you know, let's go see Chester, the child molester, he's got a little problem, but we need to go see him. He's a good guy, you know, we do need to visit him at Christmas time. You know, all of this is going on, that, that he would take all of this, and all of this, Christians and non-Christians alike, and I really have a problem with that, when non-Christians are really into this celebration. I really got a problem when atheists celebrate Christmas. I got a problem with that. And all of it is done in the name of Christianity. Yeah, in the name of Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Is it? Is it? Well, I have my opinion. Now listen, does it matter how we worship God? Does it matter? You know, if there is no God, it doesn't matter. You can do whatever you want to if there's no God. But if there is a God, you claim him as your savior, Jesus Christ, then it matters how you worship God. And I want to tell you something, the hardest part about overcoming religious deception is unlearning what you've been taught all of your entire life. That's the hardest part, is unlearning, or reverse here, let's reverse it, unlearning everything that you've been taught. That's the hardest part about overcoming religious deception. Listen, you didn't make this stuff up. You know you didn't make it up. Your world, the world that 
the whole world that is deceived by the God of this world, Satan. Satan deceived the whole world. Your world made this stuff up for you. You came into this world. You didn't make it up. You didn't say, hey, I think we need to do this right here. I think this is a great idea that this is how we'll honor our Savior's birthday. This is what we'll do. You didn't make it up. You did not make that up. It was made up before you came into the world. It was already laid out. Christianity is all wrapped up in an easy package. There's nothing you got to do. Just believe, just accept. It's all been done for you. The law's been nailed to the cross and, and just believe, just accept. And I love Jesus and this is the way we honor God. This is what we do. This is how, what we celebrate and go to church, shake a preacher's hand, light up a cigarette and go home. You didn't make this stuff up. It was made up already when you came into this world. Now my question is, you sure you're right? Are you sure you're right? Is that really in the Bible? Now I want to offer you something else. Not only about God's seven annual holy days, let's God's annual seven holy days, not, not the Jews. Get this Jew stuff out of your head. I mean, I don't, I don't know why people go there so much. But I want to offer you something, the truth about Christmas. And um, it goes through, let's see, what the encyclopedia says about Christmas, okay? Jesus was not born on December 25th, no. How this pagan custom got into the churches. You need to know that. You need to know. Does it really honor Christ? Another segment in Jesus' name. A lot of people will say, well, you know, I know it's pagan. I know it's pagan to the core, but as long as I do it in Jesus' name, it's okay. Is it? Is it? Is it? I asked the question earlier. How would you celebrate Jesus' birthday before there was ever a Christmas holiday? Interesting question. How would you? You know, you remember the little WWJD bracelets? What would Jesus do? I'd like to come up with another one. Bracelet. A WDJSWSD. That stands for what does Jesus say we should do, or what did Jesus say we should do? In other words, how does Jesus say we should worship him is a better question. I mean, shouldn't we at least accept our authority for what we do and get it from the Bible? Wouldn't that be a better, better idea? Because I can prove to you, in fact, I just, you know, if you can get this information, and a lot of you won't get it because you just can't you're in your comfort zone. You know, you're in your, you're in your comfort zone. You're not going to change. You're not going to change. And so you're not going to get this information. But wouldn't it be better to accept the Bible as an authority? I think it would. And to say, okay, what does Jesus say we should do? To answer that question, you'll have to get this. Seven holy days. Seven holy days will answer that question as to how the Bible, how God says we should worship Him. You need to order this material. It's free of charge. I'm not going to beg you for money. I'm not going, it is free and it's a nice colorful magazine, two of them. And uh, yours for the asking, no charge. Not many churches can say that. No charge, not going to beg you, plead for money. Although if you want to send some, I mean, sure, I'm, you know, you do know nothing is free. Not really. I mean, this stuff costs money to print up. But I will send it to you if I had to pay for it myself. Free of charge. Free of charge. So, is that really in the Bible? 
Is Christmas really in the Bible? Well, yeah, Jesus was born, we all know that. But the Christmas celebration, as we know it, as you know it, is absolutely not in your Bible. And that's what's really in your Bible. What kind of holidays will be kept when Jesus Christ returns to set up his kingdom on this earth? Will the traditional holidays of our society be kept or will God institute his holy days found in the pages of your Bible? Find the answer to this question by ordering your free magazine entitled Seven Holy Days. The greatest story ever told is found hidden within God's holy days, like a mystery that goes deeper and deeper. So each holy day reveals a deeper understanding about the mysteries of God and what God is doing through mankind. Order by writing to Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. That's Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. Also, check us out on the web at isthatreallyinthebible.com.